Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Options. 
let's just say, like, uh, life gives you something. And we're not going to assess whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. We're not going to assess if this is, like, the promotion that you always wanted or getting let go. We're not going to assess if this is that roommate who kept you up all night, even though that you told them that you needed to go to church the next day. We're just trying to say <laughs> that uh, life gives you something. Let's not assess whether or not it, it um, is good or bad. Life gives you something. Now, the rhythm that God imbued in the creation, the, the intention that God had when human beings were created, is that we would offer it back to God in what we call sacred compost. Do you know what compost is? Compost is that thing where, like, you had something that was once alive, and then it died, and then through compost, it becomes the conditions of life again. That's sacred compost. That is the rhythm that God has imbued into all of creation, including human life. And so when you receive something, one option that you have is to offer it back to God and to say, hey, God, whether it is good or bad, I'm not going to clutch onto the things in my life because I believe that to be part of the rhythm of creation, I have to let go. I have to release. I have to offer back what I have received. Whether it is good or bad, if it is something that you didn't want, it's like, hey God, this is hard for me. Can you walk with me? If it's good, it's like, hey God, thank you so much. I'm not going to mistake this good thing for my life for a God thing in my life. Like It's like I'm looking at the creator, and no matter how good the things in creation are, I'm remembering that God created it all in this rhythm. That's one option. Uh, and what happens in sacred compost? Like, the microbiology, yes, 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 um, microbes, anyone? Anyone? No, okay, wow. Um, okay, yeah, they're like, yay, math? Is that? Okay. We need more STEM investment. <laughs> yeah, this is all No, um, so, like, like, the whole idea is, like, um, in composting, there are microbes that do their work that are like, it's their job to transform something that is dead into the conditions of life again. Like microbes are like, yep, I'm on it. And one of the assumptions that I make as a person of faith is that God created all things to move towards healing. To move, that we have the inborn ability to heal, or maybe the inborn ability to create the flourishing of life, for the, you know, which includes death, and in, in, in many instances it includes pain, but, but somehow we are like infused with the inborn ability to create justice and healing and wholeness and flourishing in our community. This is, by the way, do you, did you see on the, on the sign outside, it says New City Center for Healing Justice? That's one of the core principles of healing justice, is that like, we have the inborn ability to like, uh, rise or discover the wholeness that, that we were created to discover, and we just have to create the conditions for that healing. Do you see how that is a fundamentally different posture from like, you're bad and now we need to like, bring in something from the outside to like, 
appease your corruption. Like it's more like not something like the conditions are wrong, and that's what's that that's the source of our issues. And we see that all over the place, right? Like it's not that people are bad; it's that that their conditions of their life are such that they don't see uh, options, and they're making destructive decisions because of that, right? Um, so so there's some microbiology that happens, and then um, uh, and then eventually. If we continue to practice faith, if we continue to offer to God all of the things in our life, it creates a certain type of flourishing. It creates like a beautiful world where there's possibility and, and all of life rejoices. The light and the darkness, the waters and the animals, the creatures and the humans rejoice when we offer back what is ours to offer back. And this is like uh, uh, the, the main theory of change for Christianity, by the way. When we're talking about like forgiveness or repentance or atonement or sanctification or all these other words that I paid a lot of tuition dollars to learn about, like the, all of that is in service to creating a world where there can be a flourishing of life. Because we believe that God wanted a flourishing of life. Okay? However, uh, God is a God of consent, and sometimes when life gives you something, uh, you can't, it's, it's kind of like you have to have options in order to be able to choose to live, right? And so there's some other options uh, available, and, and this is where I want to introduce the concept of festering, festering. Okay, so composting is when something that was once alive is, uh, you know, microbed into the conditions of life again. Festering is what happens in landfills. Festering is what happens like when you have a bunch of trash together and then it's sealed shut so that the, the, what is inside of the landfill can't actually work with the microbes. The processes that were built in all of creation can't happen in a landfill because things don't decompose in a landfill, they fester. And festering is not conducive for the flourishing of life. You can't grow gardens and forests and prairies and deep trees on a landfill because the, all of the stuff hasn't been transformed yet. And sometimes we hold on to the things that God gave us, whether good or bad, a little too much, and we create landfills out of our own life. Sometimes, Something is so good that the fixation on it, the obsession with it, the allowing that good thing to define your life becomes so overwhelming that you start to fester without even realizing it. What is the hyper-exaggerated accumulation of wealth in our country but a festering? Like, we see the spiritual harm of exaggerated wealth. We see the spiritual harm of greed. Uh, that's a festering. But sometimes we hold on to really hard things in our life too, into the pain of our life. And, and uh, um, there are many words for that as well, but the, the whole point is like, sometimes something really bad happens that registers in your body that can't be let go. And sometimes we need help to be able to let go of it. Sometimes we need community to be able to let go of it. And sometimes we, in certain occasions, just simply need 
a shift of our own posture to decide that we're going to let go of something. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but in the most recent season of Heartstopper, which is very good. But, yeah, uh, no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Um, so, like, there's a, so I love, Heartstopper is like this queer Netflix show that, like, is also a graphic novel series, like, it's iconic, it's beautiful. Um, so in Heartstopper, there is a scene that I'm not going to spoil, but the topic of forgiveness comes up. And forgiveness is talked about as if it's like, I don't owe you my forgiveness, and therefore, like, we're done. And uh, forgiveness is talked about like a, it's a favor for someone else. But forgiveness isn't a favor. Forgiveness is like how you can put something back into the sacred compost. You, you forgive for your sake, as much as for someone else's sake, right? Like, forgiveness is like, I care about my life and the garden of my life so much that I'm not going to bring the burning coals of this resentment into my life anymore. Like, forgiveness is like, I'm allowing the way that you mistreated me to, to pass on, to pass through me, because there's only one way that the empire wins, and it's when we hold on to the burning coals of the empire. So it's like, we gotta, uh, so forgiveness is this like subversive, like nonviolent agency that I really wish uh, like Heartstopper writers like consulted me before they like brought the second season, but they don't answer my emails. Uh, so, uh, so we begin to fester, and eventually, if we fester enough, uh, we begin to build militaries to protect the thing that we're festering over. Uh-oh! And we begin to build whole societies where there is like upper classes and lower classes because we want to make sure we protect the thing that is allowing us to fester. We create entire geopolitical conflicts. We bear... we. <laughs> People of festering, I'm not even going to use people of privilege, like people of festering leverage the festering so that the discomfort is borne by the people who uh, don't have the privilege of receiving the good thing and the delight. Okay, woo! So like, like this, is, this is what we call systemic violence, right? Like this is the systemic injustice. It's not just from like, wow, uh, bad, good intentions turned bad. It's not just from like, wow, this was a bad policy. No, this is a spiritual challenge. This is a spiritual wound that must be healed through spiritual practice and community. And eventually, uh, if we keep investing that, we create a world that looks nothing like how God intended it to look like. A world where we are um, uh, creating pollution and outputs, and I'm not just talking about smog, y'all, I'm talking about the spiritual pollution and emotional pollution in your life, that like continues to corrupt creation and, and prevents the healing of life. And so these are our options. The two cycles that you are facing every single day of your life, at least a dozen times every day. You're constantly receiving things from life. And how you hold on to that determines how into the rhythm of creation you are participating. And here's the thing that Jesus came to tell us, that as shiny as life outside of the rhythm of creation looks like, that is a posture that will eventually end us all. Here's the thing that Jesus taught us, that evil isn't just evil because it's shameful or bad, but because it will ultimately result in the destruction of everyone. 
And the reverse of that is true as well. That when we choose liberation, when we choose life, peace, uh, subversive agency, forgiveness in the right context and held correctly, we are creating a type of perpetual life, what Jesus calls eternal life, that is good news for everyone. Like we, do you realize the power that you have in your hands? You can create good news, not just in your life, not just in your relationship, but in the span of the universe. Like God is working through your choices to make everything good. And I just pray that New City Church can be the kind of community where we look at the sacred compost of our collective life and turn in the things that God is calling us to turn into. Y'all, it's gonna, it takes everything. You know, there's no like mini festering that we can hold. It, it requires a certain type of trust and faith in God to even be possible. And I hope that one day God looks at the sacred compost that New City offers and smiles and says, this is very good. Amen.